Ay, 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 ay. We're here. We're back. Do you guys like our new location? Yeah, this is our new location. It doesn't look that much different, but it's cool. Yeah, totally. The we'll we'll figure it out. I think we're gonna start shooting the podcast in all kinds of different places. I like doing that when the weather's nice. Shoot some outside. Go to people. Have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, for now this is our new indoor studio. I don't. We haven't figured out. Uh, We're still working it out, but I think we did pretty good. Yeah, it's a gray day, so we have certain limitations. Yeah, it's it's very similar to our our old apartment in the sense of like we have one big window area that the natural light floods in from. So we have a window of opportunity <laughs> every day where there's enough natural light flowing in where we could do this. And if you're just listening to it and you haven't watched us, YouTube.com/slash/VeryApe get down with it it's super colorful over here yeah yeah definitely and we're gonna drop a new movie soon oh yeah which is another reason to not only hit subscribe but hit notifications oh yeah yeah that's That's the trick i don't think we've ever told anyone on this podcast to smash that subscribe button i know we could be so much more professional like halfway through the podcast have like this like gif come up that's like subscribe yeah i think you'd have to care on a different level yeah it sounds annoying we just like to talk shit yeah and we i honestly like that not that many people hear it sometimes i'm like okay let's keep this to ourselves i know i know sometimes when i find out like uh our friends are listening to this i'm like damn all right well now i can't fucking it fucking kills like half our material (laughs) yeah it really does. It's true. Because we have true. funny things that happen with funny people, and sometimes yeah. we want to make light fun of them. But, you know, it's one thing to make fun of someone when they're in the room with you, but when they're not and they can't defend themselves, it's not as, yeah. it's a little less kind. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we're here. We moved. Are you, how are you feeling about the move? Great. I, uh, it's weird. I was, I, I, I always do this. I'm like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, like in the weeks leading up to the move. And then since like, all right, where's like the flood of emotions about this? Like the crazy, like, whoa, I can't handle it. I'm overwhelmed. Like our life, uh, this, like, I feel better. Somehow we upgraded. Somehow we did upgrade. Yeah. I feel good about that. We have a lot more space now. I want to put a picture of my office up here this is my office isn't it beautiful oh oh you're you're making work for me in post yeah (laughs) cool well yeah this is cass's office i don't know why she wants to show it it's very modest this is the very ape headquarters what do you mean this is the church of chill headquarters this is where all the magic will go will be facilitated from yeah yeah this is the epicenter of the magic yeah (laughs) yeah the move the move went smooth though like i feel uh like I feel like we were emotionally preparing for this for a while. I feel like when we signed our last lease, we, we, we signed a two-year lease, and we said to each other, like, let's get the fuck out of here. I think we signed it, like, February, mid-February. February 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Right before everything, this shit hit the Literally, fan. like, two weeks later, it, uh, you know, we were in quarantine. Oh, man, we were like, we fucked up so bad. Because the quarantine happened and everyone wanted to get out of New York and we had just signed a two-year lease. And then also, like, at this exorbitant rate, which they wanted to raise it even, like, $3,200 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, we're insane. And they wanted to raise it to 3500 and we were like, all right, listen, we'll sign a two-year lease. Whoa, 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 whoa. stop the clock. And you can bring our rent up in $150. Yes. But And then, it, all of a sudden, a month later, and you got all this negotiating power, and we're like, I was like, God damn. 
damn it. But I yeah. think in the long <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> in the long run, we won out because we had the two year lease, so they felt like when we were like, Hey, we can't pay full rent, we're gonna start paying like uh, we, we started paying. It. We started paying two grand a month. I'm, I'm, we might as well just be real about this, so people can do the same thing and realize how to leverage their their, their power. power. Yeah, because we were like, okay, well, they the building doesn't care. We're small. We can't appeal to the government. We have to appeal to the landlords, and then the landlords need to appeal to the city council, and the city council then needs to appeal to the, the higher yeah. up. So it has to like you kind of got to realize you're powerless, but work with the little power you have. Right. The, the little power it felt like we had was like. We know the writing on the wall. We saw the writing on the wall. We're like, help is not on the way. They just shut down our business. So yeah. we literally masked up like Antifa style, full black, everything. That was so And ridiculous. we printed out um, a, a note for every single unit in our building that said, you know, let's go on a rent strike. Let's make sure that, you know, we don't get fucked here in the long run. And I think 10 out of the 36 units, like, we're like, cool, yeah, let's let's talk about this. And one by one, they just started to fall off. They would leave the building. Most of them just moved. I think every unit in our building turned, turned over, over in the last two years. And it's not like they have any trouble filling the units. No. And no. that's why... There's, so there's always some fucking jamoke who's like, yeah, sure, I'll fucking pay that like we I'll did. pay 4500 for a one-bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, when we did that unsuccessfully, we just took it upon ourselves to lower our rent. And the building was like, I don't know what you guys think you're doing, but we're keeping track of this. And we're like, fuck you. Well, they thought, like, because we, ha- we had a two-year lease. They're like, all right, well, they have plenty of time to pay us back and start paying more rent. Yeah. And then, of course, the pandemic drags on. We still aren't working. Yeah. We're just keep it. I it's mean, not like we don't have money. I'm just like, this is all of our money. This is it. We yeah. have savings right now, and that's it. I'm not just handing it over to this building. They're going to have to pry it away from me. Everybody's got to feel the burn a little bit from this uh, pandemic, yeah. not yeah. just us. And um, yeah, so what did we do? We got to the place where we got this January, we got an eviction notice. They were like, your lease is up and we're not renewing your lease and you have to get out. And you owe us 30 grand. And you owe us 30 grand. And, and we're going to sue you. And we're going to sue you. And we were just like, fuck off. And we just didn't. Go res- fuck yourself. Because like, we got this, land- this eviction notice that was like so just cold from lawyers and no one called and talked to us no one reasoned with us so we just like stopped paying rent and see if they notice and like sean was just had this attitude of like try and get that money from try us. and get it so we have not paid rent in 2022 right which, which is uh, you know which makes Cass nervous it doesn't course. make me nervous. i think it made mary a little nervous too well she comes from a family of lawyers so <laughs> when they were like we're gonna sue you i you were like let them try i was like sean this literally could ruin our life and our relationship and everything like i will Go. I will go in debt, and I will pay whatever I have to pay to know that people with a lot more power and a lot more money than me are not suing me. And uh, then th- 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 that's when I was like, okay, I, sh- I feel you on that. I'm not going to be irrational. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to get sued, but I was like, we do have to. We have to leverage our power, and our power is that they want to sell this apartment, and we're in here. And the truth is, the going through the law to to get us out of there was going to cost them a lot of time and uh, and a lot of money. It was probably going to cost them six months. So They didn't want to sue us. So they basi- didn't want to sue us. They basically came to us and they were like... Do you want to negotiate? Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, do you want to have a meeting with the owners? And I'm like, yeah. And then I guess I went Cause, to... Because s- I'm, I'm always like, yeah. Like, 
I, I want to appeal to them emotionally before lawyers get involved. Once lawyers are involved, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I was like, we stopped paying rent when you guys evicted us because we know we have to fucking, it's expensive to move. It's a f- couple grand to first months and last rent months and the moving fees and yeah. security and everything. It's crazy. And I think he kind of sympathized. He's like, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. He didn't want to hear my He's like, I don't want to hear the, yeah, he, didn't, he does not want to have to feel human emotions. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah, we just got a call a few days later, like, uh, fuck the in-person meeting. If you guys just leave, we'll forgive. The they wanted us to leave a month early. They're like, yeah. for a month, <laughs> if you leave a month early, we'll forgive the rent. And I was like, 30 grand. All right, we're, we're like, out of yes, here. Bye. bye. And like, that's, I think that's why, to my point, like, uh, I didn't really have residual, like, oh God, um, all this place, you know, it's, it's a place. It's just a place. And we had a lot of good times there. But this building just handed us 30 grand. They just gave us a, a year free. Well, and I also feel yeah. like what's really nice about it, since we were there 11 years and had lived it up and loved it up and everything, that we can't look back and say, did we make the wrong decision? Like, we literally can't afford to stay in a $4,000 a month apartment, which is what they want it to be. Yeah. And, like, it just, we don't have a choice. So I can't look back and be like, did we make a mistake? We let our the apartment I wanted to live in in the rest of our lives ago. Mm. That apartment was driving me insane. I feel it once we're out of there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. God. The shit that we were having to do to protect our sensitive ass souls from the the crazy fucking vibrations of the city and just the, the nonstop fucking drumbeat of go make money. You're fucking paying $3,200 a month in rent alone. Go make money. Like that kind of just dissipating and now we're in a place where our bills are manageable. Well, and I was supposed to work, but like I could barely pay attention in the living room and then I'd have to go to the bedroom and it's like I'm working in the bedroom for 11 years. 11 years I ran our business a huge of, business too. We've made millions of dollars in most those Most people, when they get to the level of how <laughs> successful our business is, they hire employees. They have an office. They have an office, and I'm like working out of the bedroom. That's how we justified the rent, though. It's just so people know. Like I was just like, most businesses of this size have an have an office and have employees. We don't. We have this place. You know. Right. So, I mean, and it's so funny because like we live, we when pandemic happened, I'm like, oh, now everyone's living how we always live, which is. In our apartment all the time, on top of your partner. Yeah. You know? Just dreaming and scheming. Just sure. fucking coming up with ideas and trying to execute them and trying to get our hooks in some sort of client so we can keep doing our thing and living the dream, you know? We had a great time. It was a great... And I don't think the dream's over. This is like... I feel like this is the beginning of the next chapter of the dream. Like, we keep the dream oh, alive. Oh, hell yeah. And by yeah. closing that one door, like, other doors that you could never even imagine are opening. I don't know what they are yet, but I trust that they're coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it went went really smooth. The movers came, like, just fucking busted it out, like, got all of our shit. Yeah, as you can see, our furniture's too big for us to do it ourselves. Like, Sean and I literally can't do it. No, I'm not doing that, but... My friend said to me, like, once you turn 30, you can't, you have to kind of, once you hit a certain age, you really need, you need some support or you might break your back or something. (laughs) Yeah, Cass, like, we have real adult furniture, like, it's not like Ikea, you know, like, this is like some serious fucking no joke. How many times have I been like, can we get the money back for that couch? That was expensive. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. Whatever. Uh. But. The the movers did break the fucking one of our speakers. 
I know. I'm still upset about it. R.I.P. That. Yeah, we R. both R. got really upset about it. I'm most. I'm less upset at them and more upset at myself because I saw them wheeling him out. You know when you see something that's going to happen bad and you don't do anything about it? Yeah. I just, you know, I want to go back. I'm like going back in time and punching that girl. Like, fucking do something. Oh, that's the worst. To me, <laughs> the worst kind of regret is when, like, uh, like uh, the, the thing that's just like, oh, God, if I just fucking, yeah. And that just fucking just said, fucking yeah. no, sorry, I'll take yeah. those. When I When I smashed my foot with the nitrous tank. Broke my foot. Oh, yeah, you were mad for weeks, months, weeks. years. I'm hobbling around just for weeks, just cursing that moment that I just fucking was just too loose. I didn't have my shit together, and I fucking ended up breaking my foot over it. You were high on nitrous <laughs> I was fucked up. I was fucked up. Oh, also, secret egg hunt. Oh, my God. This is great. This is a little <laughs> Easter egg for anyone. If anyone's in New York City and, uh, you know, has a hankering for some nitrous. And wants to sneak into our old building. Yeah, you can go to 59 Kent Street in Greenpoint. It's a block away from, from the East River. Uh, beautiful. Uh, you go in the building and go up to the roof. And there's a there's a room on the roof of the building that's like just storage. <laughs> I put a nitrous tank in there. It's a 20-pound tank. That's we think probably it's probably half full. Probably half full. There's... I swear to God, there's 300 balloons left in that thing if anyone wants to fucking party. So if you hear this and you want to go on a scavenger hunt in New York City for a free nitrous tank, uh, there you go. But be warned, you know. But be warned. Like, the nitrous path. I don't condone it. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't now that I think about it. Uh, it spooks me when I, when, I, when I think about the version of us that was so loose about that. It's, it spooks me a little no, bit. No, I know. Like, damn, man, what the fuck? We're really... I think it really put me on the path of, like, oh, we're not having kids, though. You know what I mean? It just, like, <laughs> solidified that. Once I realized, like, I don't think I can have kids anymore. Yeah, like the, my this life is a little, cl- a literal fucking clown show. It's a circus. It's a clown show, but then I started reading about how even women who work at dentist offices can't get pregnant because of the nitrous all the time. And I'm like, dude, I inhaled that shit for way too long. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay, yeah. I, I think. Knock on wood. Yeah, but there's a nitrous tank up on the roof of our old building. I didn't really know what else to do with it. I don't want to do any, do that stuff anymore. And uh, you don't want to exactly leave that out on the streets. And you don't want to give it to a friend because you don't want to be responsible. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right away, you were like, "Oh, let's uh, let's offer it to Phil and Ruben." And shout out to Phil and Ruben, my fucking my boys. Uh, I was like, I don't want to do that to them. I, I really don't. I, I don't want them sitting around saying like, "Oh, let's do nitrous." Like, I, like it's like, nah, don't 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 do it. Just don't do also, it. if you get a nitrous tank, don't just show up to any show with it because the nitrous mafia will. Pff, fuck oh you yeah, up. yeah, totally. Let me just fill this fucker up. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? You don't want to go willy nilly showing up places with a nitrous tank. I don't even who. I don't even know who this warning would be. This this warning is to the past versions of us. Yeah. <laughs> like we're the only fucking idiots that are like that fucking wooked out. Yeah. You know, and have the means to fucking do shit like that. We're going into our final form. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're starting to inhabit our final form. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. So the move, the move was great, easy peasy. Um. I'm missing Mare. You know. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, that's I'm, tough. I'm missing not having uh, just Mare ten minutes away. You yeah. Know? I know. Th- that's that's a tough one. We're but gonna have like more concentrated time together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to spend the rest of this month together, which will be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, I think we're going to just have to be, you know, it actually might help our life and our relationship is, like, being a little bit more intentional about 
when and how we spend time together. Well, because, yeah, she, like me, like, is like, I got a lot of shit to do. And we, like, will just, dis- when the three of us are together, we just, like, have a great time together. We have too much of a good time that, like, time just fucking just goes by. It just flies by. Yeah. Really, you know, time flies when you're having fun. It really does. It really does. Yeah. And uh, since since we're not, we j- it's only been one week since we've seen each other. Mare's written up a whole bunch of songs. I wrote two songs, you know. So I I think that 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 yearning that like not having the option to immediately indulge, really I think uh, I don't know. It brings something out. I think of especially people who are very creatively minded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. I was sitting here hurting the other night, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, I just wish Mary was here. I just wish I could be fucking around with her, you know? And uh, I so just picked up the guitar, and like, I feel like I just I wrote these songs because um, uh, I was yearning for our girl. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Mm, that's good. <laughs> you've you've dialed it in perfectly now. Literally, I have this thing so dialed in. I keep it just below six. I'm talking about the volcano vaporizer. A if hair. you're just listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. plastic barbie lines. i know and i like it's like i i've i turned to the volcano you know years ago because i'm like i want to do the, if i'm going to be a pothead i want to do the right thing by my body and then you know you, you can't help but when you really start doing the right thing by your body being like this is plastic like what what's going on here well and we were joking about how like babies are being born with uh microplastics and they're in their body and yeah. stuff and yeah and we were like oh it's in our sperm and it's in our bloodstream and then like literally a day later there was an article about how there's microplastics in our bloodstreams yeah Crazy. you know you know what's in my bloodstream what sean you know tell me no i know okay leprechauns yep <laughs> i told you <laughs> I told you I've been feeling it. It used to be it. dolphins, but now it's full leprechaun. Well, uh, dolphins in my blood is more like you um, make me excited. Yeah, you make me horny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you make me excited. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Dolphins is is more that, and I I got that reference from uh, this incredible video of uh, the actor Corey Haim. He was a child actor back in like the eighties, uh-huh. and he did this like teen beat like like EPK type of video like oh yeah check me out I'm in my inline skates I like rollerblading I like playing hockey and then like one of the things he says he's like when you kiss a girl and it's like dolphins are in your bloodstream and it's so funny just watching like a 13 year old horny kid celebrity (laughs) talk about this and uh it's one of the most cringe videos out there on the internet and I always think of that one what does kissing really mean to me What does kissing really mean to me? To me, if you feel when you kiss a girl, that certain feeling of all those dolphins like swimming through your bloodstream and you get those good tingles inside your stomach, I don't think there's anything better than kissing because 
it basically comes to, um, I guess, the word love. I guess that what what um, what it's all about. That's adorable, though. I mean, yeah. it works when you tell me I put dolphins in your bloodstream. I'm like, right on. Yeah, I but lately, lately I've had those leprechauns in there. Yeah. Woo wee. Yeah. Luck of the Irish. Yeah, I've always felt that that was with me, mm. my whole life. You know, I, uh, I, I like, I would, f- I, I, I would be lucky. You know what I mean? And I, and I could feel it. Like if we went, it, like if I got dragged to some bingo thing as a kid. I was like, I know I'm going to win. Like, like You, you know? and I won like some football thing the other day for your sister or niece's like thing. Oh, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you know how many times I've won Super Bowl pools? I won one at also at the brewery when I was working there. And that was probably pretty good money, too. And I just wanted to keep the money, and everyone was like, you have to buy everyone drinks. I was like, that's, f- that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> they, they, no, Cass, that's bullshit. They fucked with you. They totally trolled you. <laughs> because honestly, if you were a dude, you would have just been like, you could have just been like, fuck that you guys buy your own drinks no but everyone else was very generous and would buy everyone drinks i just like didn't care but whatever it doesn't matter i'm i was whatever i'm glad someone told me the way because i think it's that's true when you like win something at a bar or whatever you celebrate uh, together absolutely you know i'm just kind of the girl who just wants to go home it's found money you know that's what's always so fun about winning those things but um yeah leprechauns in my blood it doesn't necessarily want to make me into a gambler um i I, I naturally am one but i don't want to have like gambling habits but i do feel the i mean i guess when i say leprechauns um those are my angels that's just you know i I think the more we learn about like life and reality is like the idea that you have a leprechaun conspiring on your back will help you have a leprechaun like Uh, that's what i'm saying Yeah, and and for some reason, something about leprechauns, like when you tell someone else, like you have a leprechaun that has your back, like they believe you, and yeah. it just charges up that little motherfucker even more. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've been really diving into it because we've been watching the Celtics and Lakers. Well, winning time is great. Yes. Um, yeah, our friend John C. Riley. <laughs> you my know, fr- my friend John yeah, C. Riley. Yeah, Ca- anyway. Cass is homie. You know. You know. When we met John C. Riley this summer which I think we did an episode about. We already talked about this. But when we met him this summer, um, we were just fanboying over his filmography. And we're like, what are you working on? And he told us about this project, which is out now, and we love it. It's called Winning Time, and it's on HBO. It's about uh, the rise of the Lakers dynasty in the 80s. And he plays the owner, Dr. Buss, who's like a total ladies' man. Yeah, just a (laughs) classic fucking... Just throwback L.A. ladies man, you know, uh, and and John C. Riley was telling us he's like, yo, the guy, the character I'm playing, this guy would have sex with three women a day. He would have a, a woman in random, like these are random women, like a, someone for breakfast, someone for lunch, and then someone for dinner. And he was just telling us like how crazy and eccentric and wild this dude was, and just living the next level party life. And so we're like, wow, this show sounds fucking interesting. It's really good so far. It hasn't even gotten to the Celtics part, but we're like, all right, let's go on to the ESPN Plus and watch the Celtics Lakers Best of Enemies, it's called. That's a good documentary. Oh, 
it was such a great time. Yeah, and, right. And you see the kind of like the the luck of the Irish getting in people's heads, and then the way the ball falls in and falls out and stuff like it's, that. It's undeniable. <laughs> it's undeniable, and like uh, you know, th- there's no way to test for this stuff. There's no way you just see it and feel it, or you don't. You know, yeah. and I think if you see it and feel it, that means leprechauns are maybe you know part of your fucking realm they're in and your that's bloodstream cool. they might be in your fucking ancient blood <laughs> you know but i i think uh all right sean patrick done i have leprechauns in my blood <laughs> and uh you know like and, and i can feel it you know uh, not on the level like of a larry bird you know of the boston <laughs> celtics yet but like i think we're getting there and i think I don't know if you just look at the circumstances of my life and I have two beautiful girlfriends mm. and like I a pretty lucky fella. Yeah, I live my dream life. I literally have just gone towards my dream of being a filmmaker. Yeah. And uh if leprechauns haven't been helping me with that, I don't know what has been. Like just the luck of of something I'm doing uh, of something I did standing out, the luck of somebody fucking discovering it and putting on this blog or a festival program or picking up on something like yeah. I'm telling you these motherfuckers have been around for a while I'm just starting to acknowledge them now so they come it out a little bit used to be the angels more. now it's all about the leprechauns well I- they're the same thing in a way mm. but you know I, I, I think that the the angels it's just more of a, a like it's like oh okay yes yes I will serve you yes where the leprechauns I just feel like they're my boys you know what I yeah, mean yeah they're the masculine embodiment of the angels the angels are f- f- divine feminine that's true yeah <laughs> yeah the masculine embodiment of my I don't, angels and I also don't think you need to be Irish to have a leprechaun have your back oh hell either. no no you just fucking uh, you need to just believe you need to give them some gold yeah <laughs> where yes. the gold at yes it, where the gold at I want the gold show me the gold yeah I, uh, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about fucking, um, just modern day mysticism, you know, like shit as it applies to right now in my life. Like, okay, motherfuckers, I feel y'all like y'all really helped us transition into this place smoothly. Like I feel it's so many just like thread the needle fucking type of moments like these, like our rent getting forgiven. Yeah, everyone you know, who we've told it to, they're like, "That's insane." They're like, "What are you fucking How talking about?" How did you about? pull that off? Yeah, so they're they're here and they've they've been ever present, especially lately. So like, I'm like, I don't know, as of two days ago, like, fuck it, I got leprechauns flowing through my blood and I can feel it. And <laughs> you know how it fucking plays out in my life? How? <laughs> you're so funny. No, because I can think of things, but I want you. I want to hear what you're gonna say. I fucking dominated at darts. I was gonna say that. (laughs) That is what I was gonna say. I was. It did get me like, not to be crude, but like very excited. I would say, some may say even wet. Oh, you got wet for it. Yeah, I was like, damn, like, because like I come to this dart thing. I used to play darts, but I just sucked, so I took myself out of the game. And that was like, because like I started good and I just got worse. Sean gets better, and you started off good, so. Anyway, you're filling in for your cousin Jesse. Oh, this yeah, yeah. And you know. Yeah, it's a dart league around. Like it's some. It's definitely some small town stuff. Now I that love we're up it. Here. Uh, you know, now, yeah. yeah. Now that we're living up here, it's like let's get into it. We we used to uh, drive from Brooklyn to play in this 
this in league. This, in yeah. this league. We once drove up to Albany to play in a tournament. Yeah. And we yeah. did pretty good. Yeah. That we love playing good. darts. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. You get to meet people. Like, uh, it's it's kind of like, it's like golf. Like, you're really just playing against yourself. You're just trying to just improve yeah. and just get better. It's very meditative or when you're doing well. But anyway, yeah. you... I used to be a fucking champ, but, like, I haven't thrown in two years. Yeah, to the point where we're like, do you need alcohol or what is it that you need in order to, like, show up and Leprechauns. dominate? <laughs> we've talked about this before but yeah you 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 didn't do so good at the beginning of the night and i'm like i came out i'm obviously gonna be in your corner no matter what but like this is like three hours sitting at a bar trust me i'm like i'm not psyched about it jesse called me my cousin jesse uh check him out episode 249 bastards of young uh you know he called me up he's like yo i gotta step out of town for a second can you fill in for me tonight and i'm like sure and already I'm thinking, I'm like, that's a long night at the bar for someone that doesn't drink. Like, I'm going to have to be at the bar for fucking three and a half hours. Like, Christ in heaven. So, you know, luckily, you know, some of our friends are on the team, so we get to chill with them or whatever. But, um, you know, the night started off a little bit a little bit slow, but I'm playing partnered game. There's only so much one person can do. You know what I mean? Right. But I felt it last night when we got there. I was like, I played in two doubles matches, and uh, we lost both of them to the best player on the other team and his partner and i was just like Ugh. It, it it bothered me because of the way we lost like just like they were really just very you very, said by very, the hair of my balls yes i lost by the hair of my balls which is i if i lose i'd rather get routed than that you know what i mean yeah but then I you know you could have done something yeah about it. yeah but i felt like um i don't know it's weird i was like and this happens in life so many times like i can feel the magic but the results aren't there yet it's all cool, like, uh, but I, I just, I could feel it. I was like, I'm throwing good tonight. It just doesn't look like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we're outside. We smoke a joint, come back in, and I had like, uh, I had two singles matches, and of course, who am I up against? The dude who had just beat me in the previous two doubles matches. Yeah. And the best player on their team, one of the, he's very good shooter. Yeah. But the guy's a fucking classic fucking local yokel dipshit like just he's wearing a fucking like a parody lucky charms shirt that says lick my charms he's got like a like a big patriot american flag ak-47 on his shirt just like like you know like whatever nothing i love patriots like they're it's all good like he seemed like a nice guy or whatever but i'm just like the dude could not you know as far as white guys go be more my opposite yeah and i was just like i want to fucking just I want to embarrass this little bitch. And so I remember I just turned to you and I was like, watch this. I give you a little wink. You did. You were very cocky. Yeah. I was like, watch this. And uh, opened the game with uh, 160, which you're playing, you're playing 501. So you have to, you have to hit the board and and hit, uh, you know, amount of numbers and it just subtracts off 501 and you have to go out like, if you have 30 left, you have to hit a double 15 to get out. If you have 10 so left... So 160 is the highest you could possibly 180 get. 180 is, is the highest you can get in a, in a single throw. But no, but you were had to double in. So you doubled in, right? With a 20. No, it was a single... It was a straight in on this game. Oh, okay. We're in the mud right now. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, let me just tell this story. Okay. Because like darts, people that don't play this, it's just not that interesting. Yeah. Um, I had this huge in. and I So I felt it right away. I was like, okay, cool. I just, I just totally like was like, Cass, watch this, and I, like right away, I could feel the leprechaun. So I was like, okay, great. My highest throw of all season was right after uh. I did that. Got up there next time at the line, second highest throw of the whole season. Got up there third time. So at this point, I'm just like in a flow. I'm just like, 
one, two, three, pull my darts out, walk around, take three breaths, one, two, while well, the other guy goes, I don't care what the other guy's doing, I don't care what his team's doing, what anyone's saying. Like at this point, like three throws in, I could feel like people were paying attention. They're like, damn. They're like, what the fuck is going on over here? Yeah. And uh, crushed the dude. Crushed He's like, well, that him. was humbling. Yeah, he was like, that was humbling. And like the scorekeeper was like, damn, who is this guy? Yeah. What the hell? Like crushed him. I think 13 darts. 13 yeah. darts minus five. Like, I don't know, divide 501 by 13. That's what I was averaging. It's It was it was crazy. I crushed him. I felt like fucking Larry Bird. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> and uh, definitely the leprechauns were with me. So much so that the other team was like, uh, like like they were they were psyched out. They were like, let's take a breath. Let's take. It. They were trying to they, they were trying to stop the flow. Yeah. Which is smart. It would be like someone calling timeout. Like, yeah. While Michael Jordan's on fire. Yeah. You know, it, it was, They were like, let's take a breath. Let's take a breath. I was like, I'm ready to go. And the guy's like, let's let's do it at least on this game because we're playing cricket is the second match. He's like, at least on this game, you're gonna have to go around the board. Like, you can't just shoot at the triple twenty the whole yeah. time. So I'm like, all right, boom, let's go. Game darts went in there. Fucking six twenties, six nineteenth, and you only have to get three. And any addition is is points. I crushed this motherfucker even harder at cricket, God. embarrassed him even more. And I could, uh, yeah, I could feel it. And I was like, it just gave me a shot of confidence for my life. You know, as weird as that is, like, I say this to you all the time, and I think you take it for granted. But I'm like, yo. I need wins. I need <laughs> mini victories. Cass is a stoic, just came train kept going type of type of lady, and I love you for it. I really do. I really do. But sometimes, like your mom says, it can be a bit morose. You know what <laughs> Wait, I mean? Wait, you're blaming the morose on me, baby girl. Babe, dude. Okay. I'm not blaming the morose on you. I'm, we, I'm it just takes saying, two to tango into the morose. You're the news feed of my life. <laughs> A lot of times it'll be three weeks later before you'll be like, by the way, Curvile loves the video. I'm like, oh, cool. Good news. That's great news. That would have been one we could have celebrated a little bit. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I need these. I like. I feel like I feel like men need that. I feel like men just need to have little, just like fucking, just something that feels like you're, you're just fucking getting ahead. I think that's why gambling's addicting. I think that's yeah. why people get stuck on it. Because you get validated. Yeah. But um, there was one thing that fucked me up. When we got to the bar last night, um, I was like, on the way there, I was like, I hope they have a touch tunes thing because I'm going to bully that jukebox and we're going to listen to the dead and ween all night in there. And I know the hack that there's a there's a version of uh, Help on the Way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower that's 20 minutes. And, there, you know, that like there's I'm, I'm like, I can on the cheap make sure that that jukebox is playing our music all night. So we get there, and they do have a touch tunes. Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. We get there, and they do have it. And uh, I'm like, cool. I start just putting on songs. And my songs are getting interrupted by... Uh, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style is coming Backstreet on. Boys. Backstreet Boys. Fucking... No, uh, and not interrupted. Like they, Someone had to pay more. You had to, to pay more to, to make sure my song didn't come on next. So Gangnam Style could come on. And I'm looking around the bar. I'm like... Who gives a fuck about this? Who did this? <laughs> Like, why would anyone do this? And then the, the 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 thing that started making me suspicious is the song by the... I hate this fucking song, and it's stuck in my head because of last night. And it's any when I think of the title of the song, it gets stuck in my head. 
that song 500 miles by the procrastinators or sing a little bit of it and i would walk 500 miles and i would walk 500, 500 more yo maybe the leprechauns were playing it <laughs> they're irish that band is irish well, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's like maybe one of the sacrifices that comes along with having the leprechauns have your back. Yeah, they but, fucking haunt you. But anyway, and I want to clear this up. Maybe we could clear this up now. Yeah. I swear my cousin Jesse was doing that. I don't think he would admit it if it was him. He has to because it's too good. If it was him, it was one of the most epic pranks of all time to not be at the bar and sending songs to a bar to just troll everyone there. Let me call him. I think we need to find this out because it's been haunting me ever since. Let's hope he answers. And, but if he did do it, epic. If he didn't, um, it was the leprechauns. Hey, Castrina. Hey, Jesse lovers. Jesse. Um, Jesse, you're on our podcast right now. We just have one quick question. We have something. And we need you to be honest with us. Oh, boy. Okay. Did you do that last night? Were you sending songs to the jukebox at Folgems? (laughs) I was not sending. Are you fucking kidding me, Jesse? Someone was haunting us. That would have been quite hilarious. Damn. Damn. I was at a... A funeral home with little to no cell service, so I, I would have been unable, even if I had thought of such a great gag. Damn, Man, dude. They, they came in with the Gangnam... People are skipping Sean's Grateful Dead to play Gangnam Style. Yeah. And the Backstreet Boys. And and uh, this is why I thought it was you. They kept playing the Procrastinators 500 Miles, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jesse's told me that's one of the songs he plays to clear out a bar. <laughs> uh, that is not on my list, but I'll, I'll have to add it, because it's one of those... Um, you like it for about all of 10 seconds and yes. then you're sick of the song. Yeah. Well, and well, what's funny on that one is playing that one two or three times, which someone did last night. So when it comes on the second or third time, you're like, you're ready to fucking go into violence over it. It's so bad. Yeah. But we persisted, or at least I did. Did you see the stats from last night? Sean dominated. Well, I do appreciate, basically as my sub, he did uh, what I hope I would have done, so... Um, perfect substitution. Yes. Um, it's like, wh- who's the guy on the Detroit team in RBI baseball? Um, when oh. you put him in as a plugger off the bench. Yeah, like, you have to put him in. Oh, yeah. He hits so, a home run every time. Damn, how do I not know this off the top of my head? Matt Matlock? No, it's not that. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. All right, we'll have to play when I get back. Yeah, yo, that would be that would be a fucking funny podcast. We just put on the stuff and just play RBI baseball. All right. Well, uh, I'm happy to participate in this podcast. I was hoping that it wasn't a controversial question, and thankfully no, it wasn't. Damn. Well, it, I, it, it could be because right before we called you, Cass was like, even if Jesse did this, he's not going to admit to it. So the legend continues either way. <laughs> well, I'm now mad that we told you it has an idea. So. Jesse already had this. Jesse's already he's already done these things, types of things. He's way ahead yeah. of us on this one. And you just don't even know if it's working unless someone like this calls you. Um, so I can't believe Sean would have given me the satisfaction. That's what I'm um, thinking. So I'm like... must have pretty, he must have been pretty confident I didn't do it because if he thought at all I yeah. would have done it, yeah. he would have called. No, no, that is part of, that is part of our legacy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Thanks, Thanks for Jesse. answering, man. We'll, uh, let us know when you're back. All right. Later. Bye. Damn. 
What I, the fuck? I believe him. Yeah. Well, you know what happened then? The other team saw that we cared about the music. Because you could hear a pin drop in that place before and they, we and put up music. And that's their home bar. Yeah, so and they, they were like, know. we're not doing this. We're fucking totally going to But, like, why not put, like, I don't know. They should have put, like. They couldn't keep up with me. They didn't realize how many credits I was willing to spend. How <laughs> much money? Yeah. Like, we're oh. like, we're not spending money at this. We don't buy alcohol, but I do very much care about my surroundings. I did buy you an old duels. I don't know. You made me look like an old, old, old fool. <laughs> <laughs> It's one thing to get me the uh, what's the what's the other one the non-alcoholic the St. Pauli girls non-alcoholic because that looks like a regular <laughs> beer. but O'Doul's everyone knows what O'Doul's is yeah because yeah, it's like St. Pauli non-alcoholic and St. Yeah, Pauli they look whatever. the same but O'Doul's doesn't have a, a regular O'Doul's is just known as the NB, N, NAB yeah. yeah yeah and I don't know are non-alcoholic beers like the lamest fucking thing of all time not when you fucking crush a darts. That's true. Yeah. You know what it did? It just fucking gave me that little, like, I used to have, my edge used to just be I was 23 and cocky and drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I'm not drunk. I'm not that cocky. I'm definitely not 23. I think the Lick My Charm shirt did help you because you were like, I do want to crush this guy. I don't know why. I just, well, no, I wanted to play him because he beat me by the fucking hair of a ball. Yeah. Uh, on two previous games. And I was just like, I want to crush this guy. I really did. And, you know, um, the bigger point of all this is that really helps me in life. As mu- You know, like little W's help me. But having like a little something like, oh, duly noted, I'm going to f- I'm going to fucking show you. I'm going to show you what I'm all about. Mm. Helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's helped make all these films happen in one way or another. You know, it's nice to be an underdog. Yeah, I could probably, if I really thought about it, go through every film and think about the motherfucker that I just wanted to fucking prove, you know, wrong Yeah. by making this thing. Probably each one of the f- those films has one of those, or if not a, the same one for a few. That is the Michael Jordan air, because it is one of those things is like, give you something to work with and you'll fucking like take it. Yeah. Not that like filmmaking's that competitive or anything. No, but um, making films that define your generation, as opposed to like making films that like give, you know, or just like another piece of content that people go through in that day. I want to be on the latter, you know, yeah. I wa- or or the former. I, <laughs> I want to be, I want to be making films that fucking define who we are. And how we relate with each other. I want to make films that like have motherfuckers writing to me, be like, "Dude, that cracked my consciousness." You know, yeah, totally. I I want to do those things, and like, yeah, I need to use everything at my disposal to do that, even if it um, feels like some low grade motivational fucking lame ass like like um, like drawn from the sports world <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Like no, it's definitely not like your inner zen. It's like, but we're humans and we're having a little more fun. No, here. it's so <laughs> weird. It draws out a zen-like thing in me, where like when uh, I yeah. when I turn to you, and say, "Watch this," and wink, I become a different person. You real? I was so impressed. I just become a different person. I, like, I shut off all ability to fail. Yeah. There's no. That's not an option anymore. Yeah. You know, 
And I wish I, uh, like, <laughs> I do apply that to filmmaking, but filmmaking takes months and it's hard to inhabit that for any amount of time. But I, w- I wish I, th- this is why I was on the way home last night. I thought it was going to scare you, but it made you actually go, yes. I was like, what me and Jesse need to start doing is hustling fools. Like we used uh, yeah. to. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Yeah. We'd play in this league. We'd do all right in the league, but then we'd fucking take everyone's money after the, after the league games ended. Do you remember yeah. the time we hustled people? Yeah. Yeah. One of our early dates, we hustled people at um playing pool. And I don't think it's technically hustling because we just like, we didn't, I guess, play that well. And then they were like, you want to put some money down? We're like, yeah. And then we fucking crushed them. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we both get in that. We we both are pretty good at that. Like getting, getting in competitive. competitive yeah. yeah, but I get the yips, so you can't really count on me. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How long have we been talking? How long have we been talking? I don't know how long. 11, 12 years. Yeah, 11, 12 years. Yeah. Since 2009. Yeah. Um, You know, what was an interesting thing uh, that we both came across yesterday on Reddit that I I thought would be an interesting thing to bring up on here was a Reddit thread called uh, What Drug Ruined Your Family? I read the first five and I was like, I don't care. I can't read this anymore. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for those. I don't know why. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I won't even go near that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to expose myself to that. But uh, I think because I was in that situation. Oh, to me, I was like, I was kind of felt like I was in that situation too. And I just was like, I don't. I don't want to relive it. No, I just see alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. It just like so (laughs) validated something I already know that I'm like. Yeah. I just, it didn't even feel fun because I didn't feel like I was learning something new. I was like, yeah, alcohol destroys families. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Inevitably. Inevitably. Yeah. But what what are some of the other ones? Because you went a little deeper in it. They all involve alcohol. It, it is right yeah. there with all of them. Um, it's, a, it's a fucking nasty drug. Nasty fucking drug. Yeah. Um, and and to, to the point where it's like, like it's low grade alcoholism is like fully accepted and fully normalized like if you're if you're a functioning alcoholic like more power to you you know mm-hmm. in, here in america like it it's almost like like helps not available to those people because nobody would look at that as as an issue but it takes people's lives it takes years off your life right it takes quality off your life you know just being just being in that loop of like well, one of our friends who depressed. stopped drinking like was coming to us like something we don't know. He's like, you know, when I have a night of drinking, it like takes me a few days to level back out. And I'm like, yeah, man. Oh man, it's so funny that now like have have now that like me and my homies from back in the day are in our forties and like you know people coming around to that realization like, man, alcohol fucks me up. I'm like, how did you do it in your thirties? Yeah, I, I bailed. I bailed in my third. I bailed at thirty. You know. God. Yeah, once like twenty six hit, I'm like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Well, drinking in your thirties, you really have to like drinking. You know, drinking in my twenties, it was just like it was just part of the surroundings. It was part of my career. It was part of my social life. It was part of my relationship. Also, you were looking for a little fire in your life. You know what I mean? You needed like the yeah. little the 
little sparkles or whatever. Yeah, they're like fake leprechauns. They weren't real, you know. Yeah, but it brings out an inner leprechaun in you, whether it's real or not. Oh, fake. that's true. And you get that's to see true. a side of yourself that, you know, walks into a bar and is like all confident and goes hustle some people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, seduces some guy's girlfriend, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Steal your woman. Steal your face right off your head. Um. Yeah. But I, yeah, to, I mean, people drinking in their 30s, I'm like, you, you must like drinking. And like, cool. Like, that's when I'm like, uh, whatever. If you like drinking, you're owning it, whatever. If it's an out of control thing, like anything in your life, like, fuck, man. Just looking at this thread. Really I saw someone mention me GHB as like the fucking. It was and al- alcohol. Alcohol and GHB. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, well, because you know what the GHB would do in that situation is just ensure that you're sleeping. Like, you know, because I think that's a, that's a thing that throws a lot of alcoholics' life into a, sp- is a spiral is, like, you're not really sleeping, you know? Yeah. You're well, not. You're getting, you're passing out, maybe. But, you're but like, that's not, the, it's a different quality of sleep. Well, I think what you told me, you were like, well, a lot of, there was actually one person who wrote gambling. And then under that, there's, like, a whole thread of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gambling. Um, and Well, and, and just people saying, if you don't think it's a drug get around somebody that's that's addicted and you'll see and oh yeah they're chasing a high oh my god they have a look in their eye like like that i guess i could only equate to um coke it seems like they're on coke that's how that a gambler like yeah that's like fully just like overdosing on fucking dopamine they look like they're on coke. They act well, like coke, they're on coke. Well, coke I was he- he- hearing from someone that it puts off your like winning receptors. Like, what yeah, you- I think I talked. Did I talk about this on the last podcast? I don't know. I feel like we did. T- you did mention it to it, me. It though. basically, you know, the 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 feeling it mimics is uh, having just accomplished something. Mm. It just skips to the best part. You know? Yeah. That's what cocaine's doing for you, and and surprisingly, not a lot of people on there said cocaine ruined their family's life. Because um, most people who get deep into cocaine or do it before they have a family, right? Or yeah, something. yeah. People talked about it, but it was single guys. It's so funny. Yeah. It wasn't like a family thing. Um, but yeah, alcohol. What was the one? Oh, gambling. Gambling. You know, people talked about that. That's extremely destructive. That starts like permeating everybody. It's almost more destructive because, like, at least with alcohol, like, you literally become incapacitated at some point. Yeah. Gambling, you can just oh my god, fucking go and go and go until you're beg borrowing and stealing to have something that's not even yours to gamble. You know what's one of the best gambling movies ever? What? Owning Mahoney. Have I seen that one? I don't know. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's like the head of a bank in Canada. It's a true story. And he just started. He was like an upstanding dude. Like you would never. He would be the last person in the world that you'd ever expect to do this. But he basically just started swindling the bank's money and going down to Atlantic City from Toronto every weekend and like gambling epic amounts. You gotta. We, we gotta watch this movie. Yeah, because we, we love gambling movies. I think you just were like, oh, I've already seen that one, and we haven't. Watched I've it. seen Owning Mahoney like probably three or four times. It's still one of my favorite movies. Just like. Philip Seymour Hoffman played played this guy perfectly, and he played exactly how how you are. Like he's he's just solely focused on gambling. It's all he thinks. It's all he thinks about. It's all like, it's crazy. Such a good one. Such a great fucking depiction of what that's like. But um, 
You know one thing that didn't come up in the whole thread? Crack. <laughs> You're fucking hilarious, guys. No, I just... Uh, no, I don't... I mean, obviously it did come up, but um, one thing that did... Oh, weed. Yeah. <laughs> crack. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. No, crack's never ruined a family. I'm the guy. Well, that's well, that, that's why I thought it was like a surprise. Uh, and, like no. that you'd be like, yo, no, crack no. ruined my family, but it wasn't even in no, there. No, crack, it, w- it was in there. It was in there a good amount. Oh, there's a cardinal right there. Oh, cool. You see that? It's a little leprechaun. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, pretty. Uh, um, yeah, crack. Uh, I wouldn't say did crack ruin my family. It sure didn't was help a, it. Yeah, it didn't help. I think um, it was already ruined by the time crack was on the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crack is just like when you're just in like fuck it territory, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's usually like almost everything in the thread was alcohol in combination with something. And um, the other very, very pervasive one was meth. Mm-hmm we just literally found out that like a close friend of ours is struggling with meth and uh, i don't think struggling they just think it's fine and that's what they're doing instead that's true not struggling that's a, yeah I, I i do want to be more nuanced about these things yeah it's a, like fully choosing to embrace meth in their life and uh it's it's crazy because you even compliment me for this I'm usually really good about being like pinpointing what somebody's on. Right. Like I could just hang out with somebody and be like, yeah, they're definitely on this, that, and the other one. And usually like, that's the case. Cass has no idea. I'm like oblivious. You can, you can spot a drunk person from a mile away. Uh, I, yeah, I have this skill from growing up around it because it's like, oh, that's Pills dad. Pills are more nuanced. Yeah, that's dad on Klonopin. That. Yeah. That's dad on, um, what's, I, I don't know. like Ativan. Ativan. That's dad on fucking, uh, what's what's the Oxycontin. one? Oxycontin. Yeah, what, what's the one that you took? Valium. Valium, yeah, yeah. like you know, like knowing the difference between that and like, that's very oh, that's dad, that's that's dad on fucking crack. That's fucking, well, this what is different. What was dad on crack like? Um, not here. A ghost. Yeah, because he put the, pills I think of like crack. you're a blob, crack you're a ghost. Like you come and go in the night. Oh, okay. Gone for six days, back for you know twelve hours. Stuff's missing. You you know like literally a ghost. A ghost, and they and and to go from two hundred pounds to one hundred and forty. Yeah. You know, in like uh, a month, two months. You know, no no teeth. Uh, you know, from just fuck getting in street fights, like just fucked up, just a ghost, just a fucked up ghost. Um, but yeah, I mean, cracks, crack, crack fucks. But uh, I can tell the difference. You know what I'm, I, I'm oblivious to apparently, is meth. I, I'm uh, like, because well, you'd never think I, it. I, I would like never it. think that, and I don't think, just given, I think basically where we live, I just don't think I've been exposed to it that much. It's not that big of a thing here in New York. And uh, I, I, I thought our friend was just kind of shot out of a cannon every time we were hanging out. I was like, oh, this must be Adderall or something. I, I don't know. But the last time we hung out, I was like, whoa. Straight up, I just couldn't deal with it. And now we're finding out it was meth. And I'm like looking back like, damn. It was so fucking obvious. And I don't know. We just got to send love to those people because to turn to that of all things you know 
Well, it has to do with health insurance, supposedly. Not being able to get, like, the prescription he's had for his whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the health insurance thing's a big mess. Big fucking mess. Well, yeah. I mean, it's why people end up, uh, like, dying from a lot of these things. It's like that our, you know, our institutions are get them hooked on these things. And then when they, you know, when they don't have health insurance or they can't afford it through that anymore, they're back into the street drugs. And mm -hmm. that's where it just gets extremely dangerous. You're just dealing with, you're dealing with dealers, you know, you're dealing with potential fentanyl being in something like, it's just like, you're really, really, really gambling every time, every fucking time. Yeah, that's a gamble. Oh yeah. It probably sets off those receptors too, you know? When you, you know, not only, not only are you going to go smoke meth, but like you're going to have to go on an adventure. I mean, I still know? can't going get on a quest. I still can't get over. Someone told me that like, yo, when there's a guy who overdoses from a particular dealer, that dealer gets very popular because people want to take it to the limit. Like they want the stuff that gets you fucked up to, to the point where you could die like that. I just I was like, wow, I don't understand anything. Like when someone told me that, like, and that, that sometimes dealers will like kill someone with fentanyl so that they get more customers. I'm like, wow, I don't know anything about life. Like I'm just naive yeah. and yeah. clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you, it's just good to be considerate about uh, the things that you consume, and the things that are potentially highly addictive and if it's worth it, you know, and, and considering that considering that before you go down the path because it's it's usually and and this is why it's it's commendable it's usually to deal with something that's just too overwhelming you know and right. and, I, and anyone anyone can relate with that just feeling overwhelmed that's what what led a drug addict to where they are they didn't have enough tools to deal with what was coming at them and their sensitive souls they're the most sensitive souls yeah. you know and they're they're doing things to just dull their senses to, so they can't feel as much and, and to cut off access to certain senses and to certain frequencies. And um, you can't blame someone for that. They're doing their best to, to stay on this earth, to stay alive, to, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their best. And I would even say my dad at his worst, like, really was just, he was just fucked up. He was totally spun out. He had lost the narrative, you know. Uh, his life's hard. His life is hard, and he had a hard upbringing, and um, he doesn't really have a lot of tools. And his really, really, what he struggles with is focus, and uh, it's 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 tough to. His, and, and this is like it's so commendable that he's ever fucking quit drugs. Is like to find the focus to care enough about yourself when no one ever really showed you how like is uh it is cool he's turned it around he's really turned it around he struggles but he's that's what i would say his main struggle is and if i could have understood that more as a kid i think i could have had more compassion it's like this is a person who's so anxious and depressed that they have no focus they're not here there's no presence there's so like it the the, the baseline version of them is like neither here nor there and it's it's very uh it's hard to deal with it's very frustrating it's made me who i am Mm -hmm. more than anything Caitlin's seizures and my dad's um drug abuse have made me who i am because it 
it made me develop skills that like I think most people could avoid developing. You well, know? I think you're inherently like also very sensitive. So I'm just like kind of curious, like, I guess it just makes sense that it manifested in like stomach pain and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. I just spent my whole life in stomach pain. That's yeah. all. That's how it dealt with. But like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I never really understood like, like why do I have a stomach ache all the time? It's like, oh, I mean, it's just like just the most charged up environment you could possibly be in, you know, a drug addict and an epileptic, an epileptic. Is that how you say that word? Yeah. Epileptic. Yeah. It, yeah. In the same house. Like, fuck, man. Ooh. It's just like, and, and um, I think Mary told me that's how, uh, or I think it says in the birthday book and, or Mary told me um, based on my astrology, that's like how, uh, my my problems are going to manifest. Well, is, is you're a cancer son, and cancer is also tied to the stomach. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so like I just always had an uneasy stomach, and until literally until I met you, and discovered pot, and stopped eating animals, and their byproducts. <laughs> <laughs> their byproducts, yeah. Yeah, I meaning think. like no, I don't like no milk or cheese or or anything like that. Right. Um. But uh, pot just helps zoom me out a little bit, help me not f- inhabit. My body doesn't have to inhabit the anxiety of my childhood. Anymore. No, I think you, when you, you stop know? smoking weed, even now, like your body is like you're. It's not super. I don't e- yeah, you don't have any appetite. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It is crazy because like I let's be real. I can take weed or leave it. You know what I mean. But yeah. it really helps you. Yeah. And I don't really realize how much it helps you until. It, we don't do it for a while. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit, Sean needs this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. The leprechauns love it. The leprechauns love the yeah, weed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, if I didn't win last night, I think, like, because that was always what you were threatening with darts. You're like, if you don't fucking win, you're like, you're not allowed to smoke pot because you think it makes me not have the competitive edge, which is well, true. Yeah, I'm like, it's I'm true. not going to come out to a bar and sit in a bar for three hours to watch you lose yeah, because to you want to smoke weed. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, I don't care. This It's this guy's whole week. Like, I'm not going to crush him. I, like, I got to go in there wanting to crush, especially now that I live around here, I'm going to come up here and just crush everyone. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Keep, at least keep them in the A-League. Yeah, yeah. That makes no sense to anyone, but we've been talking for an hour on here. Well, let's slide over to the Patreon All right. and keep it going. Okay. Um, We have some other hilarious things we want to talk about, and uh, yeah, some stuff we've been dancing around that we can fully just talk about on there. Okay. Join the Patreon if you want to hang out with us more, lots more. We, like, uh, we didn't have a free episode last week, but we had a Patreon episode. Yeah. No, Which is really cool. That was me, me, you, and Mare uh, took acid for the last time in the apartment and just recorded ourselves. Season finale. That was felt like a season finale. This feels like a season premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 13. Chapter 13. Damn. I mean, right? Can we call it that or what do we call it? I feel like it's chapter 13 billion. It's book number. Mm. It's the, the New book. Testament. <laughs> This is the New Testament of our podcast starting now. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh, see you on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Peace, love, and magic. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun. 
is taking up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yes, yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy, helping to direct traffic, says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This water's all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather, who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing who, out there. Who did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> <laughs> Doodling. That was a good story.